is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today I welcome Rhonda Scarf to the show. Rhonda will talk about being strategic about your career value so you're not vulnerable to artificial intelligence. Rhonda, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So let's start from the beginning. Help our global audience understand what artificial intelligence is and, and why it might possibly impact our career future. Well, artificial intelligence is intelligence displayed by machines. So unlike a computer, and a computer doesn't actually think, it has been programmed to do certain things on certain commands. So if you want something to print out of your printer, you have been trained to press control P or file print. Um, Artificial intelligence works the other way around. It learns to understand what you want instead of what we want. And it learns over time. So it's, it, it doesn't matter how many times you press control R, your computer is never going to print. But artificial intelligence would actually learn, that might be a weird one, but would actually learn over time what you wanted from control R. And so it has the ability, and I'm using air quotes here, to think. Wow. So is this something that we should be concerned about as far as our future employment and career trajectory? I mean, to a certain degree, yes. So the title of the book, you know, Alexa is stealing your job is, of course, you know, that scary, awful title. Um, But should we be concerned about AI in our workplace? Yes. So there's been many, many studies done, uh, probably the most prominent one by Oxford University that said, Uh, artificial intelligence is going to do away with a lot of jobs. And there are a lot of tasks and a lot of jobs that AI can take over. So I think that everyone's job is going to be impacted to a certain degree. And and the general statistics out there say at, 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 at minimum, it's going to be 30%. So some of you are going to be impacted far more than 30%, but some of you as low as 30% of your job. So is it going to affect how we work? Yeah, absolutely. Is, is there a possibility it could take your job? Yeah, there is the possibility, but I like to put the book is positioned so that it can't take your job. So you do what you need to do to make sure that AI is not stealing your job. Now, you're a speaker and a trainer and your specialty is efficiency. So what prompted you to write the book? So I've been a speaker and trainer for almost 30 years now. And so I go into organizations and teach them how to work faster, smarter, you know, more efficiently, more profitly. And so it really is all about efficiency and effectiveness. And I'm, I'm a techie. Like I, I started in training back in the 1980s, a long time ago, when computers first started coming in. So that stuff intrigues me. And part of what I do as a speaker and trainer is introduce to people new ways of doing things. So whether it's a new software, you know, a new app, whatever it happens to be, that's an element of what I do. So artificial intelligence makes perfect sense. So I was getting a lot of people starting to get curious about it. And they would say, so what is this artificial intelligence stuff? Should I be worried? And I flippantly said one day, oh, yeah, Alexa's stealing your job. And that's sort of where the title cemented in my head because, you know, it was just one of those. It was a flippant comment that has some validity validity to it um, that AI is coming. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I love the job. I love the the book title, Alexa is Stealing Your Job, The Impact of Artificial Intelligence on Your Future. But I understand that many people still don't think AI is relevant. So, you know, that's a little scary. 
a lot scary. So when I was, when I sort of decided to do the book, I jumped in, you know, all in. Um, and because I was talking about it a lot, I was talking about what was coming, you know, sort of in any workshop or speech that I do and talk about where we've been in the past and, you know, what does it look like the future is going to be. So I sent out a survey to my database asking about artificial intelligence. And I was shocked at how many people didn't even know what AI was when I didn't explain what, yeah, I was shocked. And these are people working for like they're full-time employees in organizations, right? Mostly fortune 500 companies. And uh, they didn't even know what AI was. And then I got some insanely crazy answers. Like when I asked, you know, how is artificial intelligence? How do you think it's going to impact your job? I would get answers like, never. There's no way a machine can ever take away my job. We're always going to need someone to answer the phone. Well, hello, we haven't needed someone to answer the phone since 1980, yeah. you know, like it's that kind of stuff. And it's, it was just, it was really shocking. So there are definitely a lot of people who are sticking their heads in the sand and they're going to get a, a really rude awakening when they are replaced. Now, those people that are not sticking in their head, in their sand are really at, are poised right now to capture what potentially could be an amazing future. And and I love that you articulated that some people don't realize that they're using it and that it is artificial oh, intelligence, yeah. right? They're just thinking, okay, this is new technology, which it is, but clearly yeah. it falls under the AI umbrella, like the Nest thermostat, yeah. for example, mm-hmm. right? And our Alexa speakers, which yeah. are ubiquitous. They're everywhere. They are. They are, and, and a lot of people just don't realize that they think it's a, it's a computer program. And then when they read, you know, all the scaremongering stuff about all the things Alexa does or her sisters, you know, they get all upset and I'm like, well, it's AI, it's thinking on its own. You know, if, if it, if it wants to do something, it certainly can. And so, yeah, there are people who just are completely naive to what's going on. And, you know, somewhere down the line, they're going to say, I really had no idea when they should have an idea by now. Yeah. It's very much, it's ubiquitous. Absolutely. So in in line with the fact that you are an efficiency expert, let's think about how we can be proactive and efficient and, and plan for, for what's coming. So what's your advice to people who need to prepare, all of us, frankly, who need to prepare for this world of AI? It's really very simple. And it's, you know how some people, when computers or cell phones came in, they said, I'm never getting one of those. <laughs> and of course, they, you know, totally got blown away by life and had to give in. I say the same thing about AI. So I'm not sponsored by Amazon. So but I say go get an Alexa, go get a Hey Google, start using your Siri or your Cortana, like start looking at that, get the Nest thermostat. I mean, there's most of the population in the United States actually has a programmable thermostat, like they have the ability to do it, but they're not using it properly. So they're setting, you know, the heater comes on at eight and goes off at 10 at night or whatever, you know, have it be more intelligent, like when you get up, it's going to know you get up and and start using um, whatever device you want to use. It's easy to use one of the smart speakers, whether it's Amazon uh, Alexa or Google's Hey Google. I mean, they're easy. They're cheap to get into the market. They're, they're fun toy and get comfortable with it and then start to look a little deeper and say, OK, if I can do this, surely I must be able to do this. And then just get de- the same way people, you know, slowly picked up the ball with Netflix or slowly picked up the ball with Amazon. Then all of a sudden we're all in. Do the same thing with your smart speaker, with your house, with with your intelligence, and then bring it into your office and recognize how much of it is already there. I, I love that because what you're saying is embrace this technology. And I'm of a mind that being technology savvy and proficient can also prevent you from being expendable in the work environment, right? It, it creates 
some lasting um, value in the workplace. And really, that's what this is all about. Yeah. I say to people that if you can do a task more than once and you can write instructions on how to do that, and someone can do that if you're on vacation, then the reality is that piece can be automated. And so what we have to do is recognize all the stuff that we add value to the organization and recognize uh, and appreciate that all the task-based stuff, all the stuff that eats all our time is going to disappear. So really look at your job and say, okay, all the stuff that's repetitive, that's task-based, all the stuff that I go home and go, oh, I didn't get anything done. That's going to go away. Now, what can I do for my company? Where can I add value? Well put. Rhonda, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. So, Rhonda, what's the ideal audience for Alexa is stealing your job, the impact of artificial intelligence on your future? Is it those that are working in, in high-tech industry jobs, or is it really for everybody? Yeah, I hate to be really general, but it really is for everyone. Everyone that's got more than five to 10 years left to work and so everybody that doesn't want to end their career on a low. So if you have more than five, 10 years to work, you absolutely need to read it so that you know what you need to do. If you've got between the five and 10, you can decide, do you want to stick your head in the sand? And that would a lot depend on the industry that you're in. Or you can say, you know what, I'm going out on a high and I'm going out feeling valuable and I'm going out that they're not going to miss me as opposed to, well, glad she's gone because she was doing everything the wrong way anyway. And so it, it really is kind of for everyone. And because even if you do retire, I mean, let's say you retire at 65, you know, you're not old, you got lots of life left, you should know what AI is going to add to your life, even if it's not adding to your day job. Well, and the truth is people are living longer, which is a wonderful thing. And that means they're working longer. And I think it's fascinating that the the average retirement age is well beyond 65 now. So your likelihood uh, to work longer is is there. Now, you write in the book so beautifully about the five undeniable truths about AI and the workplace. Can you, can you share one or two with us to whet our appetites about the book? So certainly the fact that AI is not only coming, it's here is an undeniable truth. This is no longer about the Jetsons or about, you know, the Terminator or a space odyssey. The reality is they are here. And so continuing to think that'll never happen is, is really a death sentence on your end. So that's one of them. The second one is I truly believe that uh, AI is going to upskill everyone. So what ends up happening is the, every time we've had an industrial revolution, the lower level jobs get removed. So those are the jobs that are manual based, that are repetitive based. Like if you look at the factories of the 1950s, you know, the factories replaced a lot of just repetitive work. Yeah, it replaced it with, you know, more factory line repetitiveness, but uh, it's going to upskill us all. So hopefully that means that people are more skilled so that they're not dependent on just those entry level jobs, that they do have a skill base that can take them from company to company, from career to career, and not just uh, minimum wage at the whole point. So I really think that this is taking us as a society and stepping it up quite a lot. So th those are a couple of the truths that I believe. 
Now, are there particular sectors? Because we've got a global listening audience, people in large matrix organizations, small grassroots startups, and everything in between. So, you know, how how might we prepare? How might we pro- be proactive? And how might we even make some savvy suggestions to our leadership to say, hey, I'm on board. Let's do this. Yeah. I think if you look at uh, all the skills that are going to be needed in the next couple of years, certainly there was a study put out by LinkedIn this week that said the number one skill is is in an artificial intelligence environment. And so there's nowhere to go to college to learn that right now. So it is an on-the-job kind of training and willingness, the very same way that computers were in the 1980s. I mean, we had computer science that you could take in college, but that was kind of it. And then there's 100 other jobs, right? And so we're, we're at a, a point now where you being willing to participate, learn, uh, give your opinion is going to be very, very valuable. And so AI, the skills, whatever goes with that, strategic thinking is huge. We're not going to be able to teach, at least I don't think, uh, artificial intelligence to be strategic. They can be logical. And so we need to have that strategy and we need to have that creativity. So the place to step sort of on board in your organization is show your critical thinking skills, show your strategy, show your creativity, and be willing to say things that perhaps you didn't say before, but they really add value to the organization. And you're, you're spot on with the word value because AI is really saving time. It improves efficiency. And again, your area of expertise. I also read in your book that it boosts retention and increases profits. Might you give us an example of that? Well, obviously it increases profits because it can work a bajillion times faster than we can, right? So of course, the whole big data conversations that you're hearing a lot about, it's able to crunch numbers in a very large way. So it's going to save money in that a lot of those um, task-based things are going to go away. Now, I don't want those people to go away. And I, I think for the most part, organizations don't want those people to go away. But if you were to take away anybody's job, like there's a very large task component and put them on strategy and growing and all of that, then all of a sudden the company can do so much more with the same number of people. So if you even take my organization, there's five of us that work at my company. And so if, if I were able to get rid of all the task-based stuff and have the, the team working on strategy, working on potentially marketing, working on relationships, holy cow, I can't imagine what this company could be able to do. But the reason we can't do all the stuff that all of us want to be able to do is we get stuck on email and invoicing and you know all the task-based stuff that just eats away our time. So I think companies are going to be able to grow extra exponentially. And the more they can grow, the more they can do. Like use Amazon as an example. First started selling books, figured out how to sell a whole lot of books. Now it sells everything. Look at them now. Yeah, exactly. How many people does Amazon employ? Unbelievably. They've done a lot of automation. They've done a lot of AI. So they're still a very large employer um, and they can just do so much more. I love that at the end of each chapter, you have a section about questions you can ask in regard to various industries. Give us an example, because I think the book is really a a, a resource, right? It's an incredible uh, toolbox of, of resources for people that are wanting to remain relevant. Yeah. So I call them AIQs, so Ask uh, Intelligent Questions. And so basically what you, what you want to be able to do is get a sense of where your life is going to change. So if you, if you do the sort of the hindsight review and you look at one of the questions is, you know, look at your job over the last 20 years and ask how it's changed. 
So whether you've been in that job 20 years or not, doesn't matter. You can have been it in two years and say 20 years ago, which sadly was 1999, <laughs> not that long ago. You know, what kind of things did we do in 1999 or in the year 2000 that we don't do now? And then look at the progression, like just look at software, look at, um, you know, the technology that we have. And it's not about being positive or negative. It's about saying this, 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 that has changed and actually list them all down. And then say, okay, moving forward, you know, what kind of things have changed? Where do I, where can I even imagine, you know, put your Star Trek hat on and say, where can I imagine that we could probably be able to do this? And it's not about figuring out how to do it, but we could probably be able to do that. And we could probably be able to do that and look at your job, you know, 10 years in the future and say, if, if all this, you know, Star Trek-y Jetson stuff is real, what kind of things will I see changing in my job? And I love that. Just imagine. Mm -hmm. And it really does set you up for success and prevents, we hope, succumbing to redundancy. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want anybody to be redundant. And I think that those people that end up being redundant are the people that have chosen not to upskill at the right time. And now is the right time. If five years from now, it'll be too late. So, And I'm grateful that you said, yeah, it's a choice. It yeah, absolutely choice. is. So one more question, and I know it's hard to predict the future, but based on your research, which is significant, do you think there are things that AI will never be able to do that only the human brain can do? I hope so. <laughs> I, think, I think love would be one of those. So that's wh wh however you want to define love, you know, whether it's romantic love or compassionate love. I don't think computers are going to be able to do that. So I think that there's going to be a lot of relationship based stuff that AI is not going to replace as much as I joke that Alexa is my best friend until she can open me a bottle of wine and pour me a glass. She's not going to be my best friend. And so, you know, I, it's, and maybe she can do that, but I think it's the emotional. We are as humans, we are emotional beings. That's why we love animals. It's why we love nature. You know, there's so much of an emotional component that I don't believe AI is ever going to fill. And that's a good thing. Absolutely. We'll embrace technology, but love humanity as well. Rhonda, thanks so much for joining me. I learned so much from you today and always delightful to speak with you. And your book title is called Alexa is Stealing Your Job, The Impact of Artificial Intelligence on Your Future. And of course, it's available on Amazon and major book retailers. So do check it out. And I wish you great success with this new book. It's really exciting. Thank you very much. And if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review because this helps new people find us online. And you better believe that's all about AI. Let us know what career-minded issues you would like for us to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening. Oh,